Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We are in the PAL Season 2 using Pirkeova's Treasury from Art School. We're in Chapter 2, Paragraph 4, Perak Bet Mishnah Dalid. Hu Haya Omer. He was accustomed to say, I say so no kiritzon acha. Treat his will as if it were your will. Your own will. So that he will treat your will as if it were his will. But tell nullify your will in the face of his will. So that he will nullify the will of others in the face of your will. There's a lot of wills going on here, but basically do what you can that Hashem God asks of you, and he will in like do what you think you want if it's the best way for you, the best route for you. So let's break it down and see what the comments say. He used to say, treat his will. We are advised here to expend as much money, time, and effort on mitzvos as we expend on our personal pleasures. In return, God will treat our will to enjoy his beneficence and to bask in his goodness as his own and reward our efforts handsomely from Rav. When building or furnishing a home, one will spend extra money and effort in order to obtain an item of superior quality that will provide good service for a long time. Pause. This brings to mind David HaMelech in the Tanakh. I don't remember where, but David HaMelech had a palace, a beautiful palace, and the Aron, the Ark, God's commandments that were housed in the structure was not in a beautiful place. It was either in a tent or a small building. And David, King David, felt like it wasn't befitting the proper honor of God and befitting the honor of the Torah, the Bible, to be in such a place. And he wanted to make a beautiful house, the beautiful Besamigdash, the beautiful temple for the house, for the our own for the ark because he felt if we spend so much money, I have such a beautiful palace, shouldn't God, Allah has come of a comma, how much more so have such a beautiful palace for his our own? So he wasn't allowed to, but he was because of different reasons. Some people say because he had blood on his hands, and that's what the text may may explain to us, but his son did it anyway, but he made all the necessary preparations for it anyway. But here, Lahabdil, when you have a home and you're spending all the money on the home, then you should do at least as much for things that are related to God himself with the tefillin, the phylacteries, and with the the with the talis, the prayer shawl. We should try to spend for God's things, as it were, as much at least as we do for things that we try to spend on materialistic things. And that's why we should try to get beautiful tefillin, beautiful talis, a beautiful esrog and the like in order to make sure that we're using the things right, that we're doing God's will in the right way. The Mishnah enjoins us to maintain the same standard regarding God's will as we were talking about as we maintain for our own needs, settling for nothing less than the best, the Ruach Chaim says. And to Pharisee Yisrael adds one should approach his spiritual pursuits with the same excitement, alacrity, and single-mindedness with which he approaches his business dealings, and reward God will provide sustenance without any undue stress, which is a bracha. The Talmud teaches that when Jews do God's will, the burden of earning a living will be assumed by others, brachos 35a. Nullify your will in the face of his will, so that he will nullify the will of others in the face of your will. The previous clause referred to the active fulfillment of positive commandments. This clause is addressed to one's efforts to avoid transgressing negative commandments from Tosos Yamtum. When one's will stands in conflict with God's directive, he must nullify his desire. In reward, God will nullify the designs of those whose will conflicts with his will from Eerie 
and Ra. The business of Torah life, the blessing recited prior to Torah study is la'asok b'divar Torah, to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. The word asek generally refers to a business or occupation. Just as a businessman constantly seeks to increase his profits, one who engages in spiritual commerce must always devise strategies to increase his bottom line from the Chavitz Chaim. And let's see what the other comments at the bottom say. A father's satisfaction, where on the left bottom of 2-4, God, as we've mentioned before, always mirrors our behavior. If we do what he asks begrudgingly, he will provide for us begrudgingly in a less than optimal way, God forbid. However, if we do his will full-heartedly, then he in kind will want to do good for us. Therefore, we are taught, do his will with as much joy as you act upon your own desires, just as nothing in the world will stop you from exercising your own will. So let nothing impede your fulfillment of God's wishes. God will then respond in kind and allow nothing to stand in the way of providing for our needs and desires, as the Hachafsid Yavid says. It is the nature of a father to support his son on, under almost any circumstances, even if the son is undeserving, unconditional love. However, it is a joy to do so when the son not only does what his father expects of him, but does so wholeheartedly. The Mishnah therefore tells us treat his will as if it were your own will, so that he will treat your will as if it were his will. Act so that God will bestow his kindness upon you willingly and out, and out of love, not merely as a father begrudgingly discharging a parental duty, the cousin Sermagin. Further, a father wants nothing more than the special pleasure he feels when his child gives him satisfaction. Likewise, as God's children, we should perform mitzvahs and fulfill his will with joy and excitement, thereby seeking to awaken his fatherly love for us, as the Ora Mayor says. And lastly, setting desire aside, Safas Ems explains the directive, but tell nullify in terms of a halachic principle of bittel iser beheter, the nullification of forbidden substances in larger amounts of permitted items. For example, if a drop of milk falls into a pot of meat whose contents are at least 60 times the volume of the milk, the meat does not become unkosher. The rule of nullification states that the milk in such a small proportion loses its identity, assumes the identity of the kosher meat. Likewise, one must nullify his personal will, not by disregarding it, but by subordinating it to such an extent that it takes on the character of God's will and loses its own identity. Rav Chaim of Velazhin was involved in protracted negotiations regarding a marriage proposal for one of his grandchildren. At every turn, difficulties arose, and it seemed as if the match would not materialize. One day, Rav Chaim suddenly told his family that the time had come to seal the match. That day, the family and the other party came to Velazhin, and the match was indeed finalized. The family asked Rav Chaim, was it prophecy or holy prejudice that made you so sure about the outcome? No, he said, today was the first time I was able to free myself of personal emotions and follow the advice of our sages to nullify your will to the will of God. Having done so, I was sure God would nullify the will of others, resolve the other party's doubts, for example, and convince them to come to an amicable agreement with our family. So bottom line, if you do God's will, God will do your will. Do what God asks of you, and God will make sure that you are taken care of in turn. Not a tit-for-tat thing, but just saying that if we do what God wants of us with the Torah and the commandments and learning and learning Torah and doing kindness and good deeds, making the world a better place, so to Hashem will make sure that good comes towards us. He will make sure that we are rewarded in kind, even though the main, main reward is in the next world. He'll make sure that we're taken care of in this world as much as Hashem will allow, hopefully according to our good deeds and our good efforts. Join us next time as we move over to paragraph 5, Mishnah where Hillel is back and talks about separating from the tzibor, from the community, 
and knowing if you can listen to yourself and listen to your own advice and judging others, which we really shouldn't do, but we'll talk about it more next time here on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.